0: Watching KCMI TV. Well, I'm glad you've taken time out to join me today, and I trust that at the end of our podcast, um, you'll be encouraged, and maybe God will shine a little bit more light on your understanding of the times that we live in. So, um, I'm going to read starting out today in the book of Matthew, chapter um, 13. But uh, before I start there, uh, this podcast today, I feel like God gave me to help maybe understand uh, so many of God's people are under such attack, and there's just, there's just, just a spirit of heaviness and opposition that comes against so many of you, and so many of you are dealing with things that are very, very difficult. And we ask ourselves, why is this happening? And so I think God gave me a key, maybe to help you understand the opposition that's coming against you. And so, really, I've got a fairly lengthy portion of Scripture to read here. This is the parable uh, of the tares and the wheat, and this is out of the Gospel of Matthew. And I could have just extracted a couple verses, but I feel like just for the um, substance of what God is saying, we're going to read the whole thing. And uh, verse 24, another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. And while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Did we not sow good seed in the field? Where are these tares? Where they come from? And he said unto them, The enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Can we go then and, and gather them up? And he said, No, because while you're gathering up the tares, he said, You might root up also the wheat with them. This is a really key verse. He says, Let both the tares and the wheat, grow together until the harvest. You'll notice here that both tares and wheat are increasing in size, in matriation. And he said, in the time of harvest, and this is a really key word for our podcast today, in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares, bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. And then I I love this because later on in this chapter, Jesus gives a very concise explanation of this parable. In verse 37, he said, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man, the field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, and the tares are the children of the wicked one. Have you ever thought about this? The devil has children. Just as God has sons and daughters, the devil has sons and daughters. He says, the enemy that sowed them is the devil. Boy, there's just no it's not convoluted here. It's not open to interpretation. He says, the enemy that sowed them is a the devil. And then I really, this is another key part of this verse. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are angels. Notice this, it's not people here for the terrors. It's angels are the reapers here. And he said, and the terrors are going to be gathered and burned in the fire. And so shall it be in the end of this world. And the Son of Man shall send forth his angels. They shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and do iniquity. Cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. So uh, this is a powerful, I think this is one of the most impacting portions of Scripture in the Gospels. The Lord is explaining to us some events and the timetable of how they're going to transpire at the end of time. So I want to talk to you about harvesters, and I want to talk to you about the harvest. In in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22, um, the Lord speaking, he said, seed time and harvest shall never cease. So the Lord has already declared that harvest is going to happen. But when we read this portion of Scripture, the parable, the Lord says that the harvest is at the end of the world. It's the end of the world. It's when when harvest, when this harvest, not just revival, but when the final harvest comes in, it is the end of time, the end of the world. And so the Bible says this, the devil knoweth that he hath but a short time, so he's come down in great wrath. So I think the enemy believes that if I can stop the harvest, then I can stop the end of the age, that my time will not yet come due. And so there is an all out attack to come against you and I to keep us from bringing in this final harvest. And the reason being is, is because you and I are the laborers. And this, this thought began to germinate in me because I was reading in the book of James, and um, I probably should have brought up the ESV uh, interpretation of this, but in the book of James chapter five and um, verse four, he said, behold, the higher of the laborers or the the reapers who have reaped down your fields, you have kept back by fraud. And he said, the cries of the harvesters have entered into the ears of the Lord of the Sabbath. So the Lord is saying that he was speaking to the wicked and he said, you have come against the reapers, the harvesters. Uh, for the tares, the reapers are angels. But for the harvest, it's you and I. You remember when the Lord, he he, he he said this, he said, the harvest is plentiful. It's great. I don't know if we realize it, but there are millions of people right now on the earth that are ready to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I who are serving God are not the harvest. We're the laborers. We're the reapers. And so if the enemy can keep the, the only way he can keep the harvest from coming into the barn, which is the church, is his, he has to afflict the harvesters. Doesn't matter how great a field is, how ripe the wheat is, or whatever the crop is in that field. If there is no one to go and extract that harvest or that wheat from the field, then it dies, it rots. Another season comes and that thing just fades away because no one was there to get it out of the field. This is why there is such an attack against godly men and women right now is because the enemy is trying to keep us from bringing in the harvest. Um, There are seven feasts when you read Leviticus, and the last one is the Feast of Tabernacles. And it is the final, it it was a feast where there was actually, uh, they weren't working, they weren't planting, but it was a celebration of everything that had been planted. And it was, uh, the early harvest was the uh, wheat and the barley, those type of things. The final harvest was the oil and the wine, the grapes. Oil is symbolic uh, of the joy of the Lord and of the Holy Ghost and wine the Bible talks about, the wine of the Holy Spirit. And so this final harvest, uh, when when the Lord is speaking here, he said, before the harvest can come in, there are going to be loosed angels from heaven and they're going to reap the tares from the field. I I really believe prophetically that we are getting ready to see a divine intervention of the hand of God in the earth that's going to begin to deal with the terrors that are in the body of Christ because they have, and the Lord said this, he said, I am going to intervene. I'm going to do something because he said, I can hear the cries. I've got so many godly men and women that are friends of mine, even in ministry that have cancer have sickness in their body or they're going through great difficulties in their life their ministries and and even the laity you're under such attack why because you're the reapers you're the harvesters and the devil has come against you he is holding back the things that belong to you i think it's in james it said every good and perfect gift cometh down from the father above And it has to go through the heavenlies where the enemy's the prince of the power of the air. And the enemy has latched on to things that belong to me and you because he's trying to discourage us. He's trying to keep us out of the field. Um, When you go back to the Old Testament, when Israel, after the 40 years in the wilderness, they're getting ready to cross over into their inheritance, into Canaan land. We know back 40 years before that, um, they had crossed out from Egypt. They went through the Red Sea, got part of the Red Sea, and they went through on the other side, and the Egyptians were destroyed. Now, 40 years later, that old generation has died. And one of the things that you're beginning to see is God is letting an old generation in the church not necessarily of age, but an old mentality. They can't shift, they can't make the change to what God is getting ready to do. And so inadvertently they become an opposition. I believe that God is going to begin to take these people home to their reward because we're gonna have to have a new understanding, a new openness to what God is doing. So when uh, Israel now, that old generation's passed away, God says it's time for you to possess your inheritance. The scripture says that when they got to the edge of Jordan, it wasn't just a small, I, I, I've been in Israel many times in the Jordan River. Uh, it's not a large river, but the, the Bible said at harvest time, it overflowed its banks. It was insurmountable. What happens? Joshua touches it and they cross over. God parts the Jordan River in the season in which it is our hardest time, where it looks like the flood, when the enemy comes in like the flood, God said, listen, it's going to look impossible when it's time for harvest, and then I'm going to step in, hallelujah, and I'm going to do something supernatural we are going to see and we're beginning already to see that god is doing something unusual uh, in this hour jeremiah 5 and 24 and i want you to really get this in your spirit because harvest is not just something that um, that just happens or it's not by circumstance the bible says this that god appoints the weeks of harvest can tell you this, that hell is not going to stop this final harvest. And I'm, when I told you about the Feast of Tabernacles, it was a time of bringing in the, the, the oil and, or the olives and the grapes, which was the oil and the wine, both symbolic of joy. Remember the verse that says, He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed. That wasn't harvest time. That was planting. That was seed time. He said, shall doubtless, Come again, not this time with seed, but they shall doubtless come again with joy, bringing in their harvest or their sheaves with them. When this harvest begins to break loose, it's going to be so easy. It's going to be so fast. Part of it is going to be because God is going to deal with this spirit of oppression that has made the harvesters cry, has made the laborers cry, because the Lord said this. He said, the harvest is already prepared. Millions of people are going to come into Jesus Christ and accept him as their Savior. But the Lord said, pray for the laborers. Why? Because they're right now in the earth, there is such a diabolical, succinct, Planned by the enemy to so oppress and to hold back from the harvesters, the laborers that are going to bring in this harvest. He's trying to shut us down. I want to encourage you, you're getting ready to see a miraculous intervention of God. Even to those of you that are under the sound of my voice, I just begin to declare that God would hear your cry and the oppression in your home and in your life, in your finances, your family, your marriage, your ministry, that God would begin to break that thing and begin to declare that that season is over and that the angels of the Lord would begin to come in and remove the terrors that have oppressed you. And so I wanna encourage you in the Lord that you're gonna have to hold on because, I don't believe the enemy is attacking anybody that he feels like won't be a threat. The very fact that you are under, you're in war, tells me that God says, that's a laborer, that's a harvester, that's gonna bring in the harvest into the kingdom of God. You hold your ground and you stay strong in the Lord, you stay prayed up, you stay in the word, keep going to church, keep believing, keep declaring, that God is doing a miraculous thing in this hour and he is going to do it. Well, I love you. I pray this has helped you today. I'll see you next week. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org.